0: UFC 297, Saturday night in Toronto. An incredible middleweight title main event. Main card starts 10 Eastern on pay-per-view. The prelims 8 Eastern on ESPN and ESPN Deportes. To order the main card in English and Spanish, go to ESPNplus.com slash PPV. Before we get to our second hour here, I just want to show you, talk about a lot of putts for pressure, you know, in golf. We've seen Tiger Woods and others make big putts. This is Camden Harden, who is a senior at Indiana State. And he is going to putt this wow. one 94 feet for wow. ten oh, thousand
1: dollars. Awesome. My word!
2: Come on, man! They robbed them. Ten grand should be cool. more than that.
1: that. That should be
3: that is unreal. But we spend a lot of time down at ISU. It that is very difficult for so,
2: just ten thousand dollars.
3: Ten grand? Man. They got? They should they, they should? they should? They should? Ten, 10, 10 Should have been a hundred.
2: Should have been a hundred. Yeah.
0: Hundred thousand us. Uh, Jeff, Jeff
3: uh, cool on that
4: Saturday
0: that? would like to announce that he is putting up ten thousand
1: dollars of his own, own money uh,
0: for the
3: network. That will be no. <laughs> no. You're good for, uh, good for me in that. <laughs> no, and we
1: well <laughs> no, no, well <laughs>
0: receive it. Receive uh, it. <laughs> and with that, oh, maybe you can <laughs> get it from Chase. With that, we welcome you back. We're live at the Seaport. We're brought to you by Chase, and we are jam packed this morning. We've talked a lot about the coaching carousel. We got games this weekend, people. Let's look ahead to those. Swagoo, Baltimore Saturday. Texans, Ravens on ABC and ESPN. Who you got, Stroud or
2: Lamar? is Jackson. I'm not picking anybody <laughs> over Lamar throughout <laughs> these playoffs based on what I've watched. The Baltimore Ravens do. We know how devastating he can be with his legs, but now he has a plethora of weapons on the outside that he can take some pressure off himself, get the ball in their hands, and go to work. So Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens actually got him going to the Super Bowl because of Stroudis. Lamar.
0: Stroud has been sensational. Mm-hmm. The Ravens have been the best team in the NFL. Jeff. NFC, Niners, Packers, who you got, Love or Brock Purdy?
3: I'm going Purdy. Look, as hot as Jordan Love has been, I think that I think the 49ers defense is absolutely legit. The Green Bay Packers defense, honestly, has been inconsistent. I know they just played great, but I think Brock Purdy has a bigger day just because he's going against uh, a weaker
0: defense of the two teams. Brock Purdy, who is the last pick in the draft, could wind up playing a first pick in the draft yeah. if they make it to the NFC Championship game. Swagoo, back to you Sunday, Bucks and Lions. Between the two first overall picks, who you got, Baker or Goff?
2: First of all, let me say, I love what Mixtape Bake did against Philly, but everybody has done that against Philly. Mm -hmm. I'm taking Jared Goff in this game. One, his coach has uber confidence in what he can do based on the play calls that are made in games, not just talking about it. And Jared Goff over the middle of the field because they have a run game, and when that play action is rolling, he is one of the best quarterbacks in the league. We saw it in Los Angeles, starting to see it in Detroit.
0: And then these two guys, Kmart. Let's go. Holmes or Allen, who Let's you got? Go.
1: I got Josh Allen at home. Ooh. Listen, this season, I start. This, I spent the season, started it off talking to Josh Allen about all the failed opportunities in the playoff. I think this weekend is different. I think the Bills spent the last six weeks figuring out how to fix their issues. Unlike a lot of teams, they are peaking at the right time, and they got the Chiefs at home.
0: Yeah, look, I mean, that window was supposed to be closed. All of a sudden, it feels open again in Buffalo. We'll see what they're able to get done. We'll talk much more about these games as we go. We made the point earlier. This may be the biggest game, the most defining game of Josh Allen's career. In the meantime, a lot of coaching decisions still have to get made amongst teams that are not in this postseason anymore, like the Cowboys and Mike McCarthy, all silent so far on the Southern front, which feels significant from Jerry Jones, who's had opportunities to come out and say McCarthy's coming back and thus far has not done it. Troy Aikman was a guest of Stephen A. Smith on his YouTube show and had this to say about the possibility of a coaching change.
5: What we do know is there are no guarantees. I I understand the Bill Belichick argument, and if there were a change, it would seem like that's the one that makes the most sense. I've heard some say that Well, could Jerry work with Bill? Uh, My answer to that is he worked with Bill Parcells. He gave up a little bit, but I don't think Jerry gave up as much as what a lot of people would suggest. And I don't know that he would have to give up anything now because Bill Belichick is interested in two things. One, he wants to set the record. And then two, he wants to win a Super Bowl without Tom Brady as his quarterback. And in Dallas, he would have the opportunity to do both of those things. Will a change be made? I still looking at it. I, I don't I personally don't see that happening. And part of the answer in that, Stephen A, is because Jerry's 81 years old and does he want to go through another regime, a new set of coaches and all that goes with that? It's not as simple uh, or as clear cut, I think, as a lot of people might think.
0: So I understand the point that Troy is making there. and I, And he's just supposing how Jerry may feel I will say to stay with what you have based solely on not wanting to go through the ordeal of making a change is a terrible reason to make any decision regardless of how old you are so Marcus I will ask you the question earlier this morning you said yes you believe they do they should make a coaching change let me then ask you separately as one who lives there you know the situation you played for Jerry Jones do you believe he's going to? Do you believe that at some point today or tomorrow, we will hear Mike McCarthy is no longer the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys?
2: I do. And I believe if he does it, it's, it's because he gets a Bill Belichick or somebody that he thinks is a significant upgrade. Let me give you all an analogy, right? Like if mm-hmm. Google stock was to hit the market right now for $40 a share, the, it, it'll go stupid, right? That's what's happening in coaching right now. Mm. Bill Belichick is the Google stock of coaching. Harbaugh (laughs) is the Google stock of coaching. And they are are available, which is very rare for you to be able to get these guys Mm -hmm. in this particular situation. So as much as we talked about how I felt like Mike McCarthy was super unprepared, the overall arching fact is that Bill Belichick is available. And Jim Harbaugh is available. And Mike Vrabel is available. Circumstances change. Based on who's available, we see it time and time again. Let Kirk Cousins say he's looking for a new destination. It's a lot of people that ain't going to be so in on their quarterbacks that are in right now. If Justin Fields becomes available, it's a lot of people that's going to be out on their quarterbacks and not so vigilant talking about this is our guy going forward. So let's not get it twisted. This is not just about how bad Mike McCarthy was against the Green Bay Packers, which I think is enough for you to evaluate if you want to move forward with them. It's also who's available. And in this league in the NFL, since my time entering it in 2005, who being available matters to where <laughs> rosters go and how you move forward. Because I know when Terrell Owens became available, it was a quick decision by Jerry Jones to try to figure out how to get him in that building. That changed from the tenor of not wanting to sign high-dollar wide receivers. It changed quickly because of who was there.
1: I think oftentimes people are as loyal as their options. Mm -hmm. So I think if you are Jerry Jones and you believe, I have a chance to get Bill Belichick or Jim Harbaugh, I don't, I, I can't, I can't imagine sitting there and saying, Nah. you know what? We're going to run him back with what we just had. Mm-hmm. That was fine. Because Jerry Jones, you talk about his age. I think Jerry Jones has to understand for years, he kept Jason Garrett. And it was a lot of the eight and eights, the nine and sevens. They were competitive, had good mm-hmm. seasons, but didn't quite get you there. If Jerry Jones is serious about winning a Super Bowl, as much as he says, you as an owner, you as a GM, de facto GM, have to do whatever it takes to put your team in the best situation, and you have two excellent head coaches that are available.
4: And but let's also
0: not be naive here, okay? And we're all adults, right? Can we have an adult conversation? Yeah. There's no way in the world that he makes any of these decisions without already knowing what's 100%. happening. He doesn't fire Mike McCarthy and then hope oh. Bill Belichick no, no. is no. interested no. in his job. These are conversations, regardless of whether you think they should or shouldn't. This is why people have agents. Mm. This right. is why everyone talks to everyone. Yeah. These are discuss- These are discussions that are had and decisions that are made before they wind up going okay, out there. I, to I the just want
3: to say this because. The, the hardball gets thrown in right with Belichick. I, I want to make sure that we make a clear distinction here between those two, right? Like I think I think Belichick will oh, be a significant upgrade. Yeah, yeah. Right. I the yeah. whole like hardball <laughs> to McCarthy. Like McCarthy's coaching in the league 17 years. He's had four losing seasons and two of the four he's had Aaron Rodgers and Dak Prescott be hurt. Like, the dude can coach ball. Mm-hmm. He's got a number he's got a top five offense. Like he understands. So as far as like how much growth you're gonna have from a hardball to a McCarthy, I think that's a very narrow margin. I think the Belichick issue is more about casting a vision in the way that he understands how to win playoff games and Super Bowl. Harbaugh has gotten to the Super Bowl. McCarthy that's won one. Like, like, let's just make sure that we're clear on. So I'm 100% with you if you say this is the decision I'm going to make. I'm going to move on from McCarthy to to Bill Belichick. If you start bringing everybody else in, the hardballs, the Brables, no, I'm yeah, out. Yeah, no, like no. I'm just telling you, like, I, you. I, I think you stay, you're gonna have to have a new defensive coordinator because Quinn's gonna be uh, Quinn's gonna be a head coach somewhere. But I, I think I, I would roll it back if that were my situation. I am not moving on unless I know I am for sure getting better. I think Bill Belichick stands a separate line than all the others we were trying to talk about.
0: I mean, there's a part of me that disagrees with you Is so strongly, uh, I'm gonna jump out of my chair. Go ahead, Marcus. <laughs>
2: It's it still it still becomes about the groceries as well though. Like as far as Bill Belichick, sure. we saw Bill Belichick be awful, awful. getting people on offense. Yeah. Like, we not, we're not we just not going to gloss over the fact that he did hire he did. Have Matt Patricia and Joe Judge run his offense, That's and right. and then brought in Bill O'Brien. Like we're not gonna gloss over that. We're not right. gonna gloss over the fact that he was the general manager and was awful at bringing bringing yeah. people in. They had one one summer where they spent a lot of money and wasn't able to put it together. So I that like that part has to be mentioned. So in 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 line with that, Jeff and Kmart. Jerry Jones is the general manager. I think it needs to be a change there as well. So this is not just as simple as saying we go plug and play Bill Belichick. There are going to be there are going there are going to need to be some philosophical changes about how you are trying to go about winning a Super Bowl. And that gets back to what I've been talking about with Jerry Jones. So I get it. Bill Belichick is obviously going to have his teams ready to play, and you have to have players to have success. But there's also going to have to be a change in who's deciding who we're going to bring in. Because it's Jimmys and Joes when you get to the playoffs. That's what it comes down to. So... Leave that out there as well. It's not just a coaching change, and everything is fixed in Dallas.
3: And and I would say when you look at Dallas's defense, like what Quinn does and what Belichick, they're completely different, you know, philosophically, right? And so what you saw yep. in Dallas over the last you know however many months is, is they couldn't stop the run, right? For the season they get they get bludgeoned up the middle. They can't. Bill Belichick is not going to have little defensive line. I I played against him 13 years. I'm telling you right now, he's going to go get some freaking (laughs) road-grading, grown freaking men that have been shaving since 12 years old (laughs) that weigh 350 and sit right in the middle. And they ain't giving up no run game now. I'm just going to let you know it is a different mentality. (laughs) The difference, I think, that I see with Bill is Micah Park. He coached Lawrence Taylor. You're telling me this, don't don't know how to create mismatches. There there are things that he could do that will uplift this team, and it really will be kind of what – they talked about defense can control things, but there will be significant changes, especially on that side of the ball. The style of play will not be they will be much more physical. And I think for the Cowboys offensively, that's where Belichick will also help because he understands complementary football. The first three years they won the Super Bowl. Y'all, it wasn't because of Brady. Now, they became an offensive team for all those years after. But I'm telling you that and it wasn't a bunch of names. Y'all know they should all dang near be in the Hall of Line Fame. Of scrimmage. legit. And he understands how to win that way. And I think that's what makes it different. It's the coach of Bill Belichick. So I'm with you on that swaggoo, not the other part.
0: All right. There's so much more meat on that bone. And we will come back and chew some of it as we continue. In the meantime, we'll also figure out what the Eagles are going to do with their coach after their Monday night disaster. We have to dissect them and figure out where they go. If they're going to fly, Eagles fly. Could Bill Belichick be the answer there? Plus, did you hear what one of Josh Allen's offensive linemen, had to say about his epic (laughs) touchdown run. It is the soundbite of the year so far, and if you've missed it, you're going to hear it next. Delicious Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to macys.com/giftfinder today. That's macys.com/giftfinder. It is time now for sound off our favorite feature. It's just interesting people saying interesting things. It starts with the Bills' center, Mitch Morse, who was on McAfee's show the other day, and he had some thoughts on Josh Allen's touchdown run. Listen.
3: Did you teach Josh Allen the fake slide? Oh. Is that you that did that?
5: Oh, hell. Uh, no, hell no. Um, I'm, I am more begging that <laughs> slide once in a while. But, I mean, you say that, and then you does something like, he pops off that 53-yarder, and you're screaming in the back, like,
3: get down, dude. Like, what are you f***ing doing? And then he goes for it, and you're yelling,
1: go, go, go. So it's it's, uh, it's, uh, it's a beautiful thing. Right?
3: That is amazing. I mean, centers make everything better. Oh, man.
1: <laughs> center's smartest better, guy in the room. He,
3: he just lit the McAfee show up. I mean, look at how – rating spike. We got it on getup. That's what I'm talking about, Mitch. I mean, just – Add another one to the list. Kelsey, Mitch, like we just making TV happen. Make TV
2: magic, baby. That's what I'm talking about.
0: Marcus, should Josh Allen slide in that situation?
2: I mean, I don't know what Josh Allen should do, but I know it, it damn sure put defenders at a terrible disadvantage. That's all yeah, I done. care about. I'm not talking about Josh Allen should never slide if he thinks he can run through somebody's face mask. But that slight hesitation is a 50 50 decision you got to make that could cost you $30,000 with least. a FedEx in your locker, which is a supreme advantage for quarterbacks when they get in that position.
3: That's that Kenny Pickett thing. Remember when Pickett did it in college? It's right. He yes. It should be right? he, right? right? he literally yes. went down. They, they literally went it down. should right. be
0: against the rule. Yeah,
3: look at that, that, that ahead, clip K-Marc. right there.
1: That clip right there go. and Mitch Morse sound, that succinctly distilled the Josh Allen experience and why (laughs) you can never count out Buffalo. They have been telling this kid not to hurdle defenders, to slide, for years. And you know what? He's a wild stallion. You got to let Josh Allen just roll. That's like that's literally right. you got to live or die with it. That's that, the reality. It a
0: bucking Bronco. You have no hope that you're going to steer it where you want it to go. And you're just it. holding on for dear life and hoping not to get thrown off. And in the end, more often than not, you win. Our next sound off is Kyle Shanahan, who says he got a head start on preparing for the Packers this weekend. Listen.
6: Started really focusing on him halfway through the second quarter. Then they scored at the end of the second quarter, so I kind of did both at halftime, and then third quarter I was set on one team.
1: He's taking, that uh, that right there, right? That is all Jerry Jones needs. Yes. That soundbite, Jerry. Sultan the wound. There's an issue. Your your everybody look past these Packers and that's the problem. You don't
3: you don't you, you, don't, th- you don't think uh, it's a 49ers Cowboy hate right there? He's just dropping that on on Jerry, just insulting the squad after <laughs> the first quarter. He's just <laughs> salting the wound, man. Dang, that's hateful. Not hateful.
0: That's <laughs> right. And I think what he's basically <laughs> suggesting, Marcus, is it did not look. Like the Cowboys did any preparation for the Packers at halftime the week before or any time leading up to the game. It didn't no. look like they had any idea what the team they were about to play <laughs> was going to do to them, and that showed.
2: And it was unbelievable because the team that they played did the same thing against the Chicago Bears last week. That's yep. what everybody forgets. The Green Bay Packers been in one-and-done situations. They had to win that game to get in the playoffs. You don't think the plan was going to be something similar to playing at a very high level? But but, but look, this is is why we're talking about Mike McCarthy's job. Kyle Shanahan is right. It surprised everybody, even coaches. And undertones of what Kyle Shanahan said was, it was piss poor by Dallas to come out and perform like that Because of what we've seen Green Bay do over the last four to five weeks. That's the thing that's been perplexing to me about Dallas' situation against Green Bay. Green Bay been doing this. They've been explosive. Jordan Love been pushing the ball down the field. It's swaggood. Let's be real. You know, that whole week
3: before they had that week off, they were scripting for the Cowboys. Guar- guaranteed. I mean, you know everything it. they did, they, 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 they did a greeny, bro. They're tearing pages. As soon as that first quarter hit, they're like, what in the world? All, all the prep work we just did, tear them up, man. It's over. Stick. Change the whole show. We're done.
0: <laughs> for, for what it's worth, it's not Dallas they would have played. Get but ready but yes, for the-, it's somewhat, the, 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 the. The bottom line of it is this the Cowboys got their coaching hat handed to them the other day, and you can't be afraid to say it. Finally, Lewis Riddick wasn't afraid to say anything here yesterday, Mm. and he thinks the Eagles should be calling one coach in particular if they decide to make a move.
1: Is he really the guy that you want leading the charge going down the stretch here in terms of, like, a couple years from now? Or is Bill Belichick in play? Mm. Is that the kind of guy who needs to be in play here? Because personally, I think it's something that you definitely have to consider.
0: Look, we got into this, we just touched on it earlier before, and I understand Bill Belichick can't coach everywhere. He can only coach (laughs) one place. But the Philadelphia Eagles, to me, feel like a place that he could walk in and make an enormous difference immediately. I get that you're dealing with some issues on one side and some on the other, but I think we are overstating the issues in Philadelphia. All of that Game of Thrones that we've talked about here. at the the, Bill Uh Belichick doesn't give a... A rat, you know what about any of that? Right. He, he would walk in there, put a couple of different players on the field on that defense, Marcus, and he would have that team back in the Super Bowl in the blink of an eye.
2: I agree. Look, I, when Jeff was talking about it, like I understand where Jeff is coming from, but but to me, this is temporary anyway with Bill Belichick, and this team would be markedly better. Like, and 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 it is to his expertise the defense was the issue like I know we can talk about offense and what they didn't do this was a team this year that defensively had zero identity didn't know where they wanted to go and to Jeff to that point and from from like getting into the weeds of football Jeff their personnel fits Bill Belichick a lot better did. than Dallas right now when you I think about the big physical guys up front, mm-hmm. how they want to yeah. play football. So mm-hmm. I just like, if he goes to Dallas, it has to be philosophical change and it might be roster change to fit what he wants to do defensively. I think in Philly with that defense and just putting some things together on the back end, cause they were hard. I think it will be an easier fix for Bill Belichick on, on uh, with the Philadelphia Eagles.
0: Let me get Kmart in here. D- does the league expect a change in Philly? I mean, you're talking to everybody every single day. The Cowboys are discussed constantly. Does the league expect a change in Philly?
1: Right now, it's one of those people don't know, but they would not be shocked. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing. Even when they were winning at 10-1, and I can tell you that building was tense. As much as they were winning Mm. it's still in that building i think marcus thinks it's overstated but i think when you walk in there you have to jeff lori if he's going to bring in bill belichick he has to understand like this guy needs to take over like everything and where does that leave howie roseman does howie roseman stay is is, is, like what's that working dynamic and i think there are bigger issues in the front office than, than just the football. I understand on the football field, but Belichick, both of these teams, Dallas and Philly, you know it's an upgrade. So both of these owners, Jeff Lurie and Jerry Jones, have to say to themselves, do I think the current guy I have, do I still believe that he can win me a Super Bowl? Do I still believe he has the answers for what plagued us this season? And if you are not sure, I think Bill Belichick is as much of a certainty as you're going to get right now.
0: I'm up against the bottom of the hour. We'll come back to this as we go. we got to talk about quarterbacks as well. we got to talk about Dak Prescott and any blame that he may have to take for the Cowboys' playoff issues. Is it possible they changed that there? It may sound crazy, but you're going to hear one voice that you trust say it might make sense. Plus, Jeff gave us the pancakes. Now it's Swaggoo's turn for revenge. Marcus and security on the way. Get
2: up on ESPN.
1: Now, let's talk about the play of the
6: week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue, and ready for the play. And, boom! Yeho Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured,
0: You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. We are back on Get Up, and our next game is called A Guy or The Guy. We're talking about quarterbacks who are up for extensions. Kmart is Tua a guy or the guy in Miami?
1: Uh, honestly, Greeny, I think he is the guy. After the season that Tua had, I think it's really difficult to say he's anything but that. Listen, they, they, this organization has stood by him. GM Chris Greer has stood by him. I think they are going to pay him, and I would be, I would actually, frankly, be shocked if they didn't.
0: If they don't make the move this offseason, Jeff, let's talk about Jared Goff in Detroit. Is he a guy or the guy for the Lions? He's
3: playing like the guy. I mean, you look at that playoff game. This dude was throwing darts, and that final third down that they called his number and he put that thing on the money, he got no back down in him. You can tell Dan Campbell has given him all types of confidence
0: that John, the way their, their offense has run, their physical, and he fits that mold. He is the guy in Detroit. He looks like he's headed to the NFC Championship game, and we'll see what happens from there. Swagoo, here's the big one. Is Dak Prescott a guy or the guy in Big D?
2: He's the guy, because they're not growing on, tree, on trees out here, G. Like, yeah. like if, you know, the circumstances would change if certain quarterbacks became available, but there's a reason that those quarterbacks are locked up for the next six, seven years with a quarter of a billion dollars or half of a billion dollars. Dak is the guy in Dallas unless something became available that would make him a guy. But it's not a lot of those guys to go around in the NFL.
0: So so let's just put some numbers to this. Obviously, not every loss is on Dak Prescott, but he is now 2-5 and five in his playoff career. That's tied for the worst record among 93 quarterbacks in history who started at least five playoff games. He goes into next year in the final year of his contract with a current salary cap hit of $59 million. And listen to a former NFL star with a fascinating take on a decision they
5: may go. The one thing that Jerry hasn't tried enough is switching quarterbacks. I know the guy just had an MVP run. He gave Romo 13 years. You've given Dak seven, eight years. The same results keep happening. Remember when Tony was done? It was like, oh, it's gonna be better now. It's Dak. Dak's different. Tony couldn't get us over the hump. They're in the same position. Be my guest if you want to keep spinning the wheel on this thing. Like I think people deserve chances and Dax had a ton. Maybe he just needs a change of scenery. When do you get to a
3: point where you're like, this is who that person is? And ladies and gentlemen, that's just the way it goes.
5: Yeah, well, what I do know, Stephen A, is that as a quarterback, are judged on the wins and losses. Uh, and, and I like that that's the way that it is. Uh, okay. The, the, the wins defined my career. Unfortunately for Dak, we all love Dak. We love what he represents. Uh, but at the end of the day, it's, you know, he's paid, everyone is paid to win. Uh, and it's a bottom line business, and they all understand that.
0: That's fascinating. To be clear, that 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 first voice was Chris Long, um, long longtime NFL star. Fascinating insight, making an interesting point there about this, and I, 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 it, it is, it is. I, I almost felt. Awkward bringing it up because it sounds so crazy to say, Do the Cowboys move on from Dak Prescott? But there's Troy Aikman, the Cowboy legend, saying, we are defined by winning and losing. And I was cra-
1: defined that way. Yeah. Unfortunately for Dak, it is right. that
0: well, way. Right. Well, when you're 3-0 in Super Bowls, it's <laughs> nice. much easier to say, I was defined <laughs> yeah. that way. But that's the reality. I mean, Marcus, what do you think? <laughs> they toted that rock, too, there, Greeny. Uh, I'm not saying no. Look, <laughs> Troy Aikman was an all-time great quarterback. Yeah, no one was disputing sure. that. The, the, and Dak is a terrific player. But the reality is in the biggest moments he has. Him. Marcus, you sat in that chair. that I'm pointing to where Kimberly is sitting right now. You were sitting right there. I remember it well. You were here in late August. And you said to me, gee, I don't want to hear about what Dak does in the regular season. Uh, for me, it is all about yeah. moments. I don't care what he does in the regular season. And then the regular season happens. And we always forget about that stuff because you live in the moment. And he had a magnificent season. But when we got to the part that we all agreed mattered... He had a terrible game. He was flat-out terrible on Sunday. Yeah. So, Marcus, now what?
2: Listen, uh, we've had, it, when we talked earlier, more blame to go around. Dan Quinn, obviously yeah. Mike McCarthy. Dak Prescott holds as much at fault as those two guys. And I don't care what anybody said. Well, the defense gave up 41 points. Great. Well, go score 41 points then. Because that's what we are asking. We're asking when it's not perfect. That's why I was so enamored with how these conversations would go after this playoff loss about Dak in particular. I said it all season long. Can you respond when it's not going well? Can we walk away saying you are the reason the Dallas Cowboys was able to win that game when everything was going haywire and the defense couldn't get a stop? And nobody could stop anybody. And were you the guy? We saw Josh Allen do it. These conversations that have revolved around this year, and why do we talk about Josh Allen and not talk about that? Because we saw Josh Allen continue to respond in a playoff situation to Patrick Mahomes. Mm -hmm. Back to back to back. Mm -hmm. Back to back. We don't see that from Dak. We see interceptions for pick sixes. We see a blank stare on his face like he don't know what is going on. It looks like the moment is too big for him. This is a this is a, a consistent now response from Dak Prescott when he gets into the playoffs. And the Tampa performance was great. That was great, right? And I don't take that away from him. But these are the situations where everybody's like, bro, we don't know who you are when you get here. Can you raise the level one or two times? Because that's what it takes to get to a Super Bowl. So to me, Dak is at as much fault. This game was 14 nothing for a long time. Mm-hmm. And I guarantee you, if you come down as a quarterback and you make a few plays that the tone and tenor of this game changes for the Green Bay Packers, Dak is as, at as much fault as Dan Quinn and Mike
1: McCarthy. I agree with you, Debo. I really do. Here's my question, though. When I look at these notes, you were asked, is Dak Prescott a guy or the guy? And you said, hey man, quarterbacks like this don't grow on trees, bruh. And that is my question, I am with you. When we look at the Cowboys, how are we going to upgrade at head coach, at quarterback? We know an upgrade exists head coaching-wise in Bill Belichick, who's the answer at quarterback, what if if Dak is not the answer, and you still think he's the guy? What is the better solution for the Cowboys? It's easy. Again, it's easy K. to Mark. say get rid of the quarterback, yeah. but who else?
2: Yeah, but the guy. It, and I thought I explained it clearly. The guy is predicated on what's available. Yeah. The guy changes, right? <laughs> like like we saw, we saw situations. We've seen these things in the league. You would have said Jared Goff was the guy. In Los Angeles until Matt Stafford became available. You would have said that. So it's not necessarily about Dak Prescott being the guy overall that you would want above anybody else. Supply and demand matters in this league. So he's but the who guy should they for get, Dallas, is
1: my question. no, they can't somebody.
2: get anybody. I, no one is I'm, saying they can't. Right. But they can't the point get, is, so yeah. now you're going to
0: pay the guy sixty million dollars a year, and you're going to pay C. D. Lamb, and you're going to yeah. play Micah Parsons, and you're going to go out and play with three guys on your team. Yeah. You're basically going to have a roster that has three players on it, and that's going to be the end of it. I mean, this is that is you said it before. You're as loyal as your options.
1: Options. They Hello. don't have
0: better options. No one's arguing they do, but it it, it isn't necessarily. Not a problem. Just because it's a good problem to have. Yeah, I, I think I think
3: part of when you read into this game, because and, and I said this, this was the first game that I felt like I would literally lay at the feet of a better team losing to a team that I didn't think was as good, right? From from the McCarthy regime or whatever. I thought, yeah, okay. yeah. Now you you can talk about Dak's performance, throwing the interceptions. He should not. The one interception by Alexander was a an an incredible uh, play, yes. right? Like the pick six was boneheaded, but the, but the, the first pick was. CeeDee Lamb had two drops early, right? Like, like there were some other things going on. There was some other frustrations. Like, I think, I think people think about like what? offensive football being played in a vacuum. It's not played that way. And when your defense is getting run all over and now you're putting more pressure on the offense, so now we're going to talk about go, let's go elevate it. And I, I hear that argument about Dak Prescott. He can't elevate the same way a C.J. Stroud elevated his team or a, or a Josh Allen elevates his team. Here's the other part. We're talking about Lamar Jackson. They're the number ones. He, last time, they're number he's, what, one and four? So he hadn't quite made that minimum mark. But it's not – so be careful. Be careful when you start talking about where are we going to go. Because I know a lot of people who passed on Lamar Jackson this offseason, yeah. and now the dude's going to be the MVP this season, yeah. right? So everything can change by the quality of things that are happening around you. And I think a running back – Actually, would have helped Dak be better. Go look at Green Bay's game plan, y'all. It wasn't just Jordan Love throwing the ball all over the field. It was because of what happened first. It all matters. It can't just be one guy that you're trying to single out. Quick final word, Marcus. Go,
2: Jeff. 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 I would be with you if it wasn't like three years we've watched. The I bro. get you. I would yeah. be with you. And yeah. I've okay. and I've been I've been there with Dak Prescott. And let's not forget too, bro. Like, think about, think about what you would be saying if Devondre Campbell doesn't drop a red zone interception. Think about how you would change what you just said in that particular situation. Bro, Ford doesn't – he doesn't raise to the level you need to in playoff games consistently enough for you to think that Dallas can win a Super Bowl. Just take Matthew Stafford and Jared Goff game. After that game was played, those were two quarterbacks that raised their level against going tenth for tat – Cause if one of them doesn't play well, their team gets beat probably more handily than we saw. Dude, I'm look. It's been, it's been enough for me to, to acknowledge <laughs> that he shrinks in those moments.
0: No, it's the right thing to say. And he was playing against yeah. a bad defense. I mean, we can, we're allowed to say it. Green yeah. Bay's defense gave up consistent. 30 points Very. to yeah. Carolina three yeah. weeks ago. All right, yeah. coming up, this may be the quarterback matchup of the year. Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes. Is it time finally for Josh Allen to slay the playoff dragon? We'll get the answer to that, and then we'll see if Saturday can answer this. Here we go, Jeffrey. Ooh, Sneaky Hembo. Who was the only quarterback ever to be favored over Mahomes in a playoff game? Right now, the Bills are a three and a half point favorite. Who's the only quarterback ever to be favored against Patrick? The answer is next. Mm. I have really enjoyed watching Jeff Saturday yeah, agonizing I over this I hate
3: quarterback questions. It's... Right
0: now, the Bills are a three and a half point favorite against the Chiefs right. this weekend. Who is the only quarterback ever to be favored over Patrick Mahomes in a playoff game? Mm.
3: Sneaky, sneaky, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna take a shot. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Brady. I'm gonna go the AFC Championship game. I'm gonna go Brady.
0: You're gonna kick yourself. It was last year's Super Bowl. Jalen Hurts and the Eagles Shut were up. favored over the Chiefs. They were the did, favorite I in I the Super Bowl remember. last sure year. Ah, oh, The Eagles. They were a point and a half favorite. The answer is Jalen Kimbo's favorite team. <laughs> Dang! <laughs> yeah, so he got you. That's Once we'll again play. there, we will we'll see. Play. We'll see what Allen is able to do. Meanwhile, that brings us to our bold predictions. And swagoo I'm starting with you. Give me a bold prediction for this weekend's divisional round playoffs
2: jordan love goes into san francisco and beats the 49ers with another great performance offensively
4: make yeah. sure everybody
2: understands this is bold esp and social media before y'all have me looking dumb out of here there's a reason <laughs> we got bold before predictions but now nah, i love what i love what matt lefleur did offensively i think they can give any defense problems and if Jordan Love can perform at this level with these receivers, it'll be a game that I don't think we knew to bargain for before the season started.
0: I love that bold prediction. Jeff,
3: give me one. I'm going to say the, 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 the Texans hold the Ravens to under 21 points. Mm-hmm. And listen, as hot as the Ravens are, that's going to be a tall test. But D'Amico Ryan's, listen, it's bold. It's we just bold. said it's bold. Don't be putting my name under print at all. At yeah. <laughs> but at the end of the day, D'Amico Ryan's the last three weeks, they have had these boys humming. Yeah. They're getting after QBs. They're turning the ball over. I'm going to say under 21 points. Kmart,
0: you got big shoes to fill. Give me a bold prediction.
1: How about this, Grinny? Josh Allen outduels Patrick Mahomes. He finally gets past the Kansas City Chiefs in the playoffs. I think this could be the moment for Josh Allen and these Buffalo Bills, who everyone, including myself, thought couldn't make it to the
0: playoffs. Uh, look, I love that. And we've been talking, look, I mean, Bills Mafia has adopted me, which is hilarious considering Average I've rooted against it. them in basically every game they've ever played in their entire lives. But I just have recognized what I have seen in this guy. When so many other people, it seems to me, want to say negative things about Josh I, I, Allen. Why are you I'm looking at me like I'm, that?
3: Yeah. Did, did y'all did y'all know this weekend there was a dude who picked like a parlay? It was like two players, to, you know, to score three touchdowns. He put ten bucks and won like seven grand. This is Greeny on the Bills. Greeny took a shot. Three, two and a half months ago that this team was going to do this or whatever, just hoping and praying. It's like, all oh, nobody believes nobody like, in the world i that, that Josh will never Allen be is any good. No one loves me. that rare <laughs> genius that
0: will not be fully appreciated until um, long w. after my time. And I have been telling you for the longest time, first of all, point differential is the most important predictive stat in the sport. The Bills' point differential showed you they were an excellent team that wasn't winning. The Steelers' point differential showed you they were a bad team that was winning. It just took time for us for them to figure out where they naturally belonged. And Josh Allen is right where he belongs now. Head-to-head with the best quarterback in the sport, with a chance to solidify himself as the next guy. This is the Mahomes era, no matter how you slice it. The question is, who's next? Is it Burrow? Is it Lamar Jackson? Is it Josh Allen? This is Allen's chance to make it himself, Marcus, and I think he's going to do it on Sunday.
2: Yeah, I mean, look, there's no reason not to believe that he can do it. But I think, you know, when we have this Josh Allen conversation, I think he's going to have to uh, revert back to some of those dynamic ways that he makes plays. I can't talk about the Bills and Josh Allen's success without bringing up Joe Brady, bro. Like, I just can't do it. I know a lot of people will, and we'll talk about how good 17 is, and rightfully so, with Josh Allen. But Joe Brady has made Josh Allen a better football player as well by putting them in advantageous situations. I think Buffalo has more of a chance of winning this game because of Joe Brady sitting in that offensive coordinator Mm -hmm. seat than than when it was Ken Darcy. Now Josh Allen is playing from a plan and a level Mm -hmm. in which he's comfortable every time he steps on the field and knowing that he has support around him, not only from play calling, but turn around and hand the football off. And now we can have success in that way as well. I think Josh Allen is in a situation like we saw him with Brian Day Bowl early in his career, where now it's about him executing as opposed to having to go out and be the best player on the field at all times of the game.
0: Kmart, put your columnist hat back on. You were a columnist for the Buffalo News. Mm -hmm. Is the story this weekend, is the column this weekend, Josh Allen, it is time. Your time, we talk about the moments Mm -hmm. and all that stuff. This is the time for Josh Allen to say, I'm not this um, you know, uh, 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 a physically gifted player who makes all the big mistakes. I'm not this flawed hero. I'm a, a super, an all time great NFL quarterback. And if he is that guy, this is his game to prove it.
1: This is 100% his game to prove it. And I had talked to Josh a couple weeks ago, and he said, I hear everything. We as a team hear everything. But I don't care what people think about me. This kid understands his gifts. But I think we talk about moments. And for this team, Josh Allen has an opportunity to take advantage of the state of the rest of the Mm. division, the rest of the conference. The Chiefs, here's what the Bills have done the last six weeks they have fixed the problems that were plaguing them. Now they're averaging 121 rushing yards game. It is not just Josh Allen running the football. They have James on it. In, ad- in addition Preach to Josh Allen. Whereas you look at the Chiefs. Last week, we saw Rasheed Rice. Okay, now, okay, somebody's catching the football. We got a weapon. But for several weeks, we were looking at the Kansas City Chiefs like, okay, what, like, when are they going to fix this? Yeah. The Bills have spent the last month and a half Figuring out and coming together and they are very confident in who they are. It's
0: gonna have to be Rasheed Rice, it's gonna have to be Travis Kelsey. It's gonna be it's a fascinating matchup. It is the last of the four games this weekend and we're looking forward to it. All right, earlier this morning, Jeff handed out the pancakes. Marcus seemed particularly peeved (laughs) by some of those. So now it is time for security.
3: Now it is time for
2: Swaggoos Revenge. We ain't worried about you, <laughs> Swaggo. No. Let's get the security. Okay, let's go. <laughs> y'all need all the security. <laughs> hey, man, this is the guy that you got to protect. <laughs> when are you supposed <laughs> to pick up a flip? <laughs> Lord have mercy, oh, y'all. That is a travesty. You need new security. This is absolute malpractice. Call everybody. <laughs> Do you know you in a football game? You need new security. Oh, that was so much fun.
0: I like to call it Swaggers <laughs> Revenge. We <laughs> handed out the pancakes earlier. Big fella, take it away.
2: Yeah, let's go to Dallas, man, because everything went wrong in Dallas, Texas. Yep. Uh for the for the first game against the Green Bay Packers in the playoffs. Listen, Lucas Van Lucas Van Ness, man. Tyron Smith doesn't give these up often, but this kid was phenomenal getting after Dak Prescott. They pressured him. They were able to make him uncomfortable. And coming up off the ground, mm-hmm. usually this is a win for a security guard. I got yep. him under control, Dak. Take care of your business. Go do your thing. But Dak's standing in there <laughs> like, man, I got a good security guard on the left side. No, you don't. <laughs> Look at Dak on this back, man. Looking like, damn, I can see the future. We ain't going to win this game. Next, <laughs> George Carloff
4: he is Ooh. coming
2: on. I don't know if you've watched him, Jeff, Saturday, but oh, he yes, is starting to play out of his mind. And Tua had no answers for him. This is not the guy or the defensive line not to be athletic against Look at the hand placement. This is when you tell security, I know you're standing in the doorway, but I'm going <laughs> to push you to where I got to go. I'm not going to try to fake you out. I'm not going to try to give you a sidestep. I'm just going to put my hands in your chest and show you that all that weightlifting you do, you yeah. skip leg day. And that's what Jordan <laughs> Carlisle is doing to people. Now, and last but not least, man, oh my goodness, y'all. Did y'all see oh. what went down in Tampa? First of all, <laughs> I don't know how much this is about security, as opposed to their their star, who they're supposed to be able to protect, goes wrong. You know, some like. They they told him they was going to the bathroom and they went out the back door of the bathroom and they ended up in a crowd full of people that's been trying to get to him. That's Uh-oh. what Jalen Hurts did to his offensive line. So as much as I want to put this on the security, sometimes the star that they are guarding goes rogue and they yes. lose them. And that's what Jalen Hurts did to his security they, guards. They man.
3: sneak they sneak out and embarrass. This is what they did. Why, the, why, the, why,
0: they, why do those linemen say to the quarterback? Do it! Do it! Do
3: it! <laughs> hey, one thing I do want to say about Swaggood. Carl Loftus. We're talking. About the Allen and this this whole thing with uh, with uh, the the Chiefs, that pass rush on the right side against the Buffalo's right
0: tackle is going to be a mismatch to watch and circle because that could be a game changer. We got good games to watch tonight as well in the NBA here on ESPN, and we got games on ABC too tonight. So we got Giannis and the Bucks taking on Donovan Mitchell and the Cavs. That's seven thirty on ESPN. Then an hour later on ABC, we got the Lakers and the Mavs. Great night of basketball. NBA Countdown tips it all off at 7 Eastern on ESPN. First eight coming up top of the hour, would you rather have Mahomes around on this weekend? Which team is a bigger disappointment? The Eagles or the Cowboys? Molly, Stephen A, Mad Dog, and more. Top of the hour. Uh, we talk a lot about Josh Allen. Do you ever have to tell Peyton Manning to get down to slide? Uh,
3: that's an absolute no. We try to keep him out of the fetal position. First bit of pressure, he's going down, thumb sucking, and carried. We got to stop it. There was no wow. chance of hurdles
1: nor yeah. running over anybody. Avoid First contact. Take now. <laughs>